0: Bonjour fit femme welcome to season 3 of in Bed with the Fitness Industry, I am your host, Nathalie Lacombe, the coach and Cupid for the fitness industry. Enjoy this episode with our phenomenal guests. They are all here to help you thrive in your career and your business in the fitness industry. Be inspired to serve yourself so you can serve others better. Come check us out at NatalieLacombe.com. You'll get oodles of resources there to help you continue to have a phenomenal career. I'll see you soon. Bonjour FitSan, welcome to embed with the fitness industry. Once again, I am Nathalie Lacombe, your host, your coach, and Cupid in your career and in your business. Um, and I have a friend uh, and a dear colleague today joining us. Thank you so much for coming in bed, Toscarino.
1: I'm, this is the, the most amazing way to do an interview, I have to say. <laughs> Casual. Sweet. You know, uh I didn't have to stress too much about what to wear. It's fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> nice to be here. <laughs> if anything, thinking more about taking stuff
0: off, the stuff, a little bit less restrictive, hopefully, in the material right. and everything that we are in bed. Um, yeah. For those of you who has yet to have the pleasure of connecting with Tosca either online or through her books or through her media appearances or in person, um, she is a New York Times best-selling author, the founder of the Eat Clean Diet, a health and wellness expert transformation coach, and a motivational speaker, the star of a Gemini award-winning reality TV show, a physique competitor, uh, and a mother of four. She was once 204 pounds and officially obese, and she is a product of her own product. Welcome again, tasca Thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you. I am so excited to be with all of you with you, Natalie, and also listening ears. Um, My intention every day is to serve to my highest and best. So let's see if we can do that from our boudoir. (laughs)
0: from a boudoir Um, excellent you are someone who I have always had a boudoir connection with I must be honest so maybe this is a long a long time coming you and I in some of the parts of health that you and I have always been passionate about Um, let's get into those boudoir questions talk to us because you gave me a very specific and lovely answer talk to us about what you love wearing to bed
1: well I have to say I love wearing men's silky pajamas and why I like that is number one silk feels fabulous against the skin but I like the roominess in men's pajamas I tend to do better in tailored clothing uh, and I have a favorite shop in Ontario I don't know if we can share the name or not Yeah, of course go ahead legs and lace in Aurora and um yeah I've never never gone awry now I'm not wearing those right now. I'm wearing my prison garb at the moment. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but but we'll, we'll be able to find those if uh, if they're looking for those one day. Yes. And you have a, uh, which doesn't surprise me at all, knowing you, you have a very um, specific or a very lovely um, bedtime routine and nighttime routine. What does that entail for you?
1: Well, I've come to learn that having a routine, a decidedly carved out routine for evening is as important as my miracle morning routine. So, mm. uh, but I learned that the hard way, of course. So um, yes, I I need to kind of bring myself down. So I, I stop eating by seven o'clock, because that way, I can have a good 12 hour fast, I'm not eating anything, I might have an herbal tea. Um, but and then I bring my evening down, I bring the energy down into a place where I can go inward and, and think about the day. And I jot a few lines about how the day went, and what I'm anticipating doing the next morning. So mm. a little bit of journaling, a little bit of introspection, I like to read, and I always meditate to close out the day. And mm. I typically listen to uh, binaural beats, which are the beats that go one ear, other ear, one ear, other, because it helps you get into a deeper alpha delta deeper sleep state mm. faster mm. and
0: then sim- and around what time remind us what time you'd like to be asleep by
1: oh gosh usually my favorite is 9 30 mm. sometimes when we have launches and other things going on it gets to be a little bit later but yeah 9 30 10 and
0: what does that miracle morning look like for you when you wake up in the morning
1: Okay, so always (laughs) everybody get grab a pen and paper, everyone. Yeah. (laughs) So the first thing I do is I hydrate. So even before anything else, Hmm. I will make sure that I have at least five hundred mils of water. So a good amount of water. Well, sometimes I have to go pee, obviously. Uh, (laughs) And then I actually start my day with the meditation at that point because Mm. I like to tap into the subconscious mind, which will be most present during sleep. So I do that. And then I journal uh, because sometimes messages come through. And also those first two hours after you wake up from a deep sleep are your most creative. So that's the time if you want to brainstorm ideas or write mm. something or pursue a thought, it's the moment to do it. Mm. Um, then you can be crazy. And <laughs> I did a um F45 workout this morning at 6am. So I like to get Mm -hmm. the workout in Mm -hmm. and then I will nourish myself with a clean breakfast. And that's a pretty in-depth morning. I will add that I like to feed my brain as much as I like to feed myself. Mm -hmm. And so I will do reading like Hal Elrod's miracle morning as well. Mm. I love that, that, that sentence that you used to
0: pursue a thought, It's so interesting how people feel about thoughts. (laughs) I know I'm using two, two concepts there, but how people feel about thoughts and how they can be distractions or they can be overwhelming or they can be this. But for the concept of giving your brain that dimmer switch of wake up in the morning versus full light switch giving your brain that dimmer switch in the morning right. to pursue those thoughts and see if it actually leads you to something that's purposeful allowing it some space and some time and again are the right brain ways to be able to do that I love that concept thank you for
1: sharing that let exactly. and notice Natalie I did not say get on my cell phone and check social media uh-huh <laughs> Because My phone is over there. Like it is Mm. not anywhere near my bed because I, uh, that is a sure way to shut off that creative brain process. So
0: yes. And get our sympathetic nervous system going into fight flight or freeze as well. It should, because that's what, that's what it does in the morning when your brain's vulnerable, right? Exactly. We appreciate that. Thank you for sharing that. Um, Tosca, you have one of the things that, and, and you and I have had the pleasure of um, of working together, collaborating in some way, shape, or form yes. for you know a little over a decade now. You have been your authentic self. You have been um, Tosca Media and Tosca the person and Tosca the mom and, and Tosca the the educator in everything that you do. And I think your audience really connects with that including the strong spaces the vulnerable spaces and everything else
1: yeah. how did
0: you navigate what to share and what not to share how to share how not to share it through those ups and downs and how do you still do it now
1: wow uh <laughs> well I feel I just don't have the bandwidth in my brain to come up with a persona and be that persona so oh. it's me or nothing oh. um I will say, though, Natalie, that I am having some thoughts, some deeper thoughts about realizing that I may not share all of the details. In other words, Mm. I've always felt that it's, uh, you know, a thing that I have to do to come on, on, on a line and, you know, my hair has to be done and my eyes and everything. Mm. And I'm thinking to myself lately, as maybe evidenced by posts that I've put up in the last little while. Mm. Yeah. That is not the point because it is not about me anyway. When we are dealing with an online audience an online presence, we have a community and it's them that I serve. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm I'm rethinking things. I've always been fairly straightforward about how I live my life, but I'm thinking, Mm -hmm. no, there's some, there's some grittier moments. Maybe I should just let the gritty moments come out.
0: Mm -hmm. it's interesting you actually shared something with me and this is a few years ago but you mentioned you know looking at the post because you do have a a a a big audience for a canadian uh, wellness leader you do have a, a large audience people who've been following you for years and years as well as some more recent ones but you had mentioned to me you're like you know i'll post things that are very um curated Mm -hmm. And then you had posted something that was just like you, I don't know if it was working out, sweaty, like I said, hair, makeup, don't care, that kind of thing. And you were like, people responded so differently when you were right. You were absolutely yourself, just like they are in their homes again, just like they are in their lives. Right. Interesting. Yes.
1: Yeah, so there was a big disconnect there for me and an aha, like, okay, yep, I, I need to embrace that more. And then yesterday, I don't know if you saw on Instagram and Facebook, I posted a, a very big story about yes, me, I know, breaking down some canvases. And I got a lot of comments uh, from people like, Oh, my God, you did that all by yourself. That's really impressive. And I'm thinking to myself. It's not that impressive. I do this all the time. I'm mm. a beast. Um, I'm very strong and I'm very oh, like, I'll get it done. And I thought to myself, Oh, but the audience doesn't know that because it doesn't I didn't see that there that with them. Oh, light bulb. Yeah. So
0: it's interesting. It's always interesting. Those moments when people come back to us and say, I had no idea. And you're like, that is, but and then so yeah to your point is there where where am i shutting the windows not necessarily right. the doors but where am, where am i putting the blinds down and when am i putting the blinds up and and how can that again help people right so because yeah. you, your commitment to your own personal health <laughs> and your own personal wellness seems unwavering seems again what what you would see and this is potentially from the outside yes it first of all i guess my first question is is that true is that is that the case? Or when does it waver from your perspective rather than necessarily what we see? And also, how do you find that creativity of continual drive in order to not let what's happening outside of your control impact your health and what matters to you most?
1: I think it all comes down to consciousness. When I was at my low point and i would say it was rock bottom when i was that 204 pound woman and then discovered eating clean and training and how s- strong my foundation was um the feeling of feeling so good was so good that i just didn't ever want to go back to the pain of being that broken overweight oh. almost like discarded person cuz i had really run out of trust and faith in myself up until that point. So number one, the feeling, the emotional connection with myself, who I truly was or am felt so good. I thought I can't do anything to ruin this, but that wasn't the full picture, Natalie. Um, So as you know, in the beginning, eating clean is exercise and uh, eating clean. Those are the Mm -hmm. two components of the lifestyle, Mm -hmm. but life had a way of giving me throwing a brick to my head and in 2008, and then leading on into 2000, well, the years after, there, there's been a, a a real decade of lessons. Some people mm. would call it struggle, and in the beginning, I did too. Mm. And this is where I realized the value of not only taking care of my eating clean self and my exercise self, but my emotional self. And I had no clue how to do that. So, so I will say this: I will say that it's unwavering because I feel so good in a feel good body. Uh, Now I feel so strong in an emotionally connected feel good body where I'm practicing all three of those pillars. And that uh, me gives me the strength to be able to cope with, for example, COVID the last two years of isolation or downturns in business or, Struggles in life, or whatever it may be. So, um, the unwaveringness comes from a certainty that these principles deliver, and without them, I will only be a shadow of myself. Mm.
0: Thank you for sharing that it is. I mean, for those of of us that have read the books um, that have done some of the online programs that have participated in some of them, I mean, your focus on um, physical health, mental health. And I would say way before a lot of other people were talking about it, um, immune health, um, way before a lot of people were talking about it cognitive health. Yes. Um, I wonder if even the emotional stuff was always there because really separating mental health and cognitive health and immune health and and uh, emotional health is a little bit um, nuanced. But I wonder if the foundation was always there. If Perhaps what's happened in the last years is all of those connections have come together under an umbrella that you feel even stronger um, in. Because you were talking about some of these things before a lot of people were. I think there was an assumption that it was exercise and nutrition, yes. but you've been talking about cognitive health for the longest time. You've been talking about immune health for the longest time. Yes. So really yes. those ones, you know, and the connections to those were there.
1: Yes. And so now the the expression comes to my mind constantly mm. that we as human beings are literally a spark of the divine. And when we can think about the way we nourish ourselves as with mindfulness as a way of, and I call it in food is information for the cells. Food Mm. is light for my cells. And what is light? Light is love and knowledge. So, so now what I think about as the highest expression of the human self for ourselves and for those listening is this opportunity to think differently about what we're eating so that it's not just filling a hole, but it is feeding a need. And when we do that, when we're conscientious about nutrition in such a way as to do that for ourselves, we can become better people we are more enlightened and we become a greater example of that light for others to follow
0: mm. and 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 bringing that to that concept of wellness which i know is a big part of what you communicate now, again, that kind of umbrella that everything feeds into. And I love that when you say filling the holes, and it's like, I can see it, um, literally, and I can see it figuratively, <laughs> when we talk about what, what resides in those cells, um, yes. isn't purely, you know, organic matter, and, and there's everything else that comes along with that from, from the perspective of mindf- mindfulness. So sharing that, it's, um, I mean, when we talk about wellness, and I think, For a lot of my colleagues, um, bringing ourselves towards wellness and bringing ourselves towards mental health and mental fitness and all of these other things, I think brings up concerns of not feeling confident of what to say or how to deal with things that might Mm -hmm get anywhere close to trauma. Um, And the reality is, is we've all been through a traumatic uh, event the last couple of years in very different ways, but we've been through it. So trauma is everywhere. Yes. How do we start to bring ourselves towards confident wellness coaches, slowly but surely understanding that those things will be there um, and we can speak to them with compassion?
1: Well, because we've all suffered trauma of some sort, not just Mm. from COVID, but from other multiple events in life. It does behoove us to be willing to explore those elements of ourselves. Mm. Um, And so I, I know for me, I found I did a lot of work with Dr. Benjamin Hardy, who's written multiple books. But one of the pieces that I found most informative for me is something he calls the trauma transformer tool, where it. It's an invitation for you to list all the events that have traumatized you. And you can go back five years, 25 years, whatever you want. Then beside them, write all the negative emotions or what you thought were repercussions from those traumatizing events. Then write the possible positive lesson, if there was one, and usually there is, and then you reframe the story. So leading with a story of trauma, I'm a victim, I lost everything, I'm, you know, and then moving into reframing, that puts you in a position where you're at least willing to look at the sometimes, you know, darker parts of ourselves that we don't necessarily want to reveal. Mm -hmm. And Even that generates a willingness to want to speak to uh, someone, a professional, mental health professional, or a wellness coach, someone who will help and guide you through the process of processing and integrating the lessons. Because I will say this, Mm. not every trauma is is a bad, if you want to label bad trauma. There are many that are, but not everyone. And how I'm going to put that is this there's a concept called eustress e u stress it's positive stress now there was an experiment done some years ago with multiple scientists botanists um, geneticists and such they called it the biome and they created this space underneath which it was a completely closed off space but they grew plants and seeds and trees and and all kinds of living things. And the project was going really well. Things were growing, things were green. It was like, oh, wow, this is it. We found it. No disease, no pests, no wind, no nothing. At a certain point, all the trees just fell over sideways. And the reason for that is because there was no trauma. There was no positive stress. There was no Mm -hmm. source of wind or infection, disease or breakage that caused us strengthening to help Mm. that organism stand tall. And so for us as human beings, the task is, yes, I've been traumatized. Now, what am I going to do with that information? What story am I going to tell about myself that is going to benefit me in the long run? Because my purpose in this life here is to live to my highest and best is to be that creative human being. And so that's where I think we can begin to have a conversation about trauma and stress in a different way. Mm.
0: Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. That's I, I love that concept of unless there's unless a concept that reality really from that study is, um, unless there's some wind to blow on the trees and to strengthen those roots. And you know, that's, that's where the roots, that's where the strength comes from, right. is from being able to withstand those challenges. And so it, it, it it's, it's an opportunity for a mindset, or at least a perspective uh, change when it comes to that. Awesome. Um, before I let you go, and I feel like we could do this for two hours, but before I let I you go, we we'll have to do it again. You're right? Uh, let me ask you: As you see, I mean, you, we, you and I have been to a, a fitness event recently. You, yes. you go to a lot of events. You see a lot of what's evolving in our industry. Yes. As you see what's happening, what inspires you in the fitness, and I'll expand it to wellness industry. What inspires you? What are you grateful for when you look around to the industry now?
1: I'm grateful for the willingness to have the conversations about emotional and mental wellness that really never were a part of the conversation in at least in my heyday and before. Mm -hmm. And so if you had an ailment, or if you had a mental uh, problem an anxiety, a hurt, a trauma, shut up and put up, don't talk about it. So now there seems to be a greater willingness to speak about those kinds of things that do happen to us as part of the human condition. Um, so I'm very grateful for that because I think that is vulnerability for us and that is also strength. Mm. And it makes others feel like, oh, so she had those problems. Well, I can do it too. And so I'm not so othered and isolated by the things that have happened to me. So I think that's, mm. that's really positive. And I have to say, I celebrate very strongly because I've always been open and welcoming to this, but diversity that we're seeing the diversity in persons in characters, in athletes in um in speaking in skin color in all of it it's it's all diversifying in such a way as to encompass the entire human spirit. Mm.
0: Agreed. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing your inspiration. Thank you for being, again, so authentic um, and sharing the evolution of all of that. Merci beaucoup, mon ami. Um, Thank you for joining us in the boudoir. And uh, we hope to connect with you again very soon. Merci, Tasca.
1: Oh, thank you so much with joy in my heart. Thank you. (laughs)